So I guess we'll just start with, hi, I'm Gam, this is Dia, and I'm forcing her to watch Doctor Who. That's, that's all you get. I'm I'm not gonna make this professional. So, okay, so uh, November twenty third, nineteen sixty three, an unearthly child. Oh, give us give us a what what happens, dear? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's so you cut in basically on some teachers instantly like schools out and like this one lady teacher goes up to this one male teacher and she's like this one student has just been like both really smart and really stupid and i don't know what's wrong with her mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. as you do and as you do because all teachers are like that like they just talk about how stupid their children are i mean um, honestly yes mm-hmm. so for the most part, they just, like, go back and forth, and it's very, like, 60s mullets, pencil skirts. The Literally, the first thing that they walk in on is the lady teacher comes in, and he's like, hey, you haven't left yet? And she's like, no, of course not. Well, I'm still here. And he's like, ask a silly question. And he's like, I'll forgive you for that. And I'm like, why? <laughs> that's, that's not... Anyway, sorry. Um... The lady teacher has amazing eyebrows. Can I just can I just mention she like does. they're penciled in? To, she really does. Do you like, do you remember? Extreme. Do you remember their names? I remember Ian. Okay. Do you remember his last okay, name? Okay. So. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. All I know is Ian, and it's fine. And Ian. and I think actually I think the lady was Mrs. Wright. I want to. Yes. Say. Yes. Yes. Okay. But I, but I, when I was taking notes on this, I didn't remember her name. So it's a lot of it is like, lady does this. <laughs> lady so. does this. Anyway, keep going. Yes. So her teachers decide that they're going to stalk her, this fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. girl. Okay, for some reason, because they they talk about how, for whatever reason, her teacher wanted to go talk to her grandfather who takes care of her. And so she followed her home, or she, like, went to the address that they have on file, and there's, like, nothing there. So they're like, I don't understand, like, what the fuck? So let's go stalk this 15-year-old child. Spoilers, she's not 15. I mean, uh, she's This 15-year-old child. 15. Okay, listen, in the 1960s, she was 15. Maybe. In current day and age, no. Okay, okay. So... There's there's just all these things that they're talking about. They're like, why didn't you do this on the litmus test, blah, blah, blah. So they start stalking her because of her grades. But the main reason is because they're curious. Because she even made this comment about how the decimal system hasn't started yet. And they don't understand. And, like, every single time that they have these flashbacks while talking in the car... Like the camera is like the te- from the teacher's point of view, and it's the weirdest decision mm-hmm. because the the camera is like in their chest and not where their face is, so she's staring up above the camera. So it's it is it's a, a lot. It is a bit weird. Yeah, and they talk about like how they deliberately wanted to like mess her up mm-hmm. and just like try to see like what's up with her. 
So they go to this junkyard, and they literally see her walk in, because they're five feet away from the door. And she doesn't see them somehow. Uh, because it's Tint was totally... Tint and nighttime are totally a thing in 1960. Um, <laughs> yes, the night didn't exist in 1960. <laughs> and so... They keep talking to each other for a second, and then they cut to her, and then, like, she leaves, and there's, like, this weird cut-out face for no fucking reason. It's, like, a, a, a mannequin or something, but I don't understand why they did it in the first place. Okay. Yeah. And then they, they, they're wandering around in the dark, and it's kind of weird, and then they finally, like trip on nothing and find a police box and like that's weird there's a police box in here these things are normally on the street not like they're ever built anywhere or taken out of commission or anything you know it's fine mm -hmm. um, and they touch it and they say oh my god it's vibrating it's alive because by touching it and feeling it vibrate means it's alive so yes. when your car vibrates it's alive yes it's alive yes. <laughs> obviously Mm -hmm. Um, they then introduce <clears throat> what I assumed was who was the doctor at that time by making him cough and like come over and like go to open up the door. Um, and then he goes to open up the door slightly, and and Susan or yeah, Susan, like goes, "Oh my God, Grandpa, where have you been?" And for whatever reason, he like shuts the door because he heard. The the two teachers heard this, and they're like, you're keeping Susan in that fucking police box. And they're like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Why don't you go find the police and find out? He's like, well, you're coming with us. And they're like, well, no, I'm not. And then he just kind of walks off a little bit and stares off into the distance mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for no reason. Well, And they're like knocking on the door. You've <laughs> got to look off into the camera distance to, to get, a good, get a good shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they start knocking on the door like he, like the doctor can't hear them or something like like whispering like hey like I think she's actually in here I think I could hear something like she's got to be in here right and they're like why um and then I believe Susan opens up the door from the inside and she's like what's taking you so long what are you doing outside and mm -hmm. they all go inside Okay. And so we see the inside of the TARDIS, right? Yes. Um, and then, like, they just start all arguing with each other. They talk about how they can't let them out of the TARDIS because it's like giving fire to cavemen. You can't do it. <laughs> Reincorporation. Yeah. Um, he talks about keeping them in the TARDIS for, like, a while, and she's like, no, just, like, open the door, like, it's fine. And they're like, no, we're not. And then she calls it the TARDIS to their face. Do you remember and then what for it stands no... for? No, I don't. I just said that she then entirely blows the name instantly for no reason. <laughs> that it was a time something. Oh, oh, you almost got it. You got one of the words right. Yeah. Time and I, I don't time and relative dimensions and space. Okay. It's a time and relative dimensions and spaceship. Uh and Let's... she just like says this openly to them 
for no reason. Like, at this point, they were still kind of trying to hide what was going on. And she's just like, nah, it's this. For no fucking reason. (laughs) Uh, mm. Arguing ensues. Yes, yes. What happens next? Um, there were some... So she starts talking about how there's more arguing, and then she's like, I was born in the 49th century, you don't know what you're talking about. They're like, you're crazy. Like, you're crazy. Like, we're gonna take you. We're gonna go to the police. Let us out. You are literally... (laughs) Like, we're taking you to child services. Like, this is not okay. And then they lock them in, and, like, they won't let them out. The teachers are, like, pushing buttons and freaking out. And so the doctor electrocutes Ian for no real reason other than he was pushing some buttons. Oh, he's a bit of a dick. I mean, yeah. Um, she her his granddaughter Susan starts screaming and as you've said apparently this is going to be a thing and I hate her scream. Oh, she's not even the best screamer in all of Doctor Who. (laughs) That title is taken by Mel, and don't worry, she's in the late 80s, so you're not going to get to her for a long Mm. time. Oh, no. Okay. Um, and so, the... (sighs) (laughs) So, she's screaming at him, and the female teacher is like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, this could all be, like, real. Like, we don't know. Like, she's just on board yeah. for some reason. By the way, her name is and Barbara. So... Oh. Barbara okay. Rice. Ian um, Chesterton and Barbara Rice. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna, I just, like I said, I just keep writing, writing Lady. Lady. So, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> it was very influential on me. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. So the capybara shows back up. And the capybara is when there's a whole bunch of psychedelic effects. We paused it at one point and we realized there's a capybara shape kind of in okay. like the psychedelic effects. So fun where they're time traveling. Fun fact about those effects. So in the in the title crawl I, and mm-hmm. uh, in that uh, uh, changing effects because that's in the the pilot episode. I don't believe that's in the original the normal episode because again the pilot episode and the first episode there's there's no barely any difference slight differences uh, actors mm-hmm. are a little bit better at saying their lines um yeah but, but we just watched the pilot yeah that effect is actually achieved uh by plugging one of the cameras into the tv uh switching on the feed to a specific uh frequency and then moving the and then pointing the camera at the screen so really what you're seeing is oh. actually like feedback so it's actually a really clever thing feedback they did back and, in the sixties. Um, I forget what it's called when you're literally looking at a TV and you can see that line going down when you're on a camera. Oh, that's the refresh. That's yeah. That, that's rate. that's um that's digital though. This is analog. Yeah. Like this is well. This I mean, is... you would get you would you still get refresh rate like on old CRT TVs? Is what I'm saying. That's I, yeah. I guess. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it is that sort of thing, though. It's the, it's, yes. it's that sort of effect. Like they, 
they regularly show it whenever they do like behind the scenes stuff. They they'll get an old camera, mm. plug it in, like sh- move the camera back and forth, and be like, "Look at this, we can recreate it." And it's like, "Oh wow, uh, nice." Um, yeah, I said it was a blender. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of look a little bit like a blender. Um, mm-hmm. Those those credits stay for quite a long time, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, yeah, that's that's what that's all about. Anyway, keep going. Mm-hmm. So they're time traveling. Uh, we pretty much cut to them landing, and both the doctor and his granddaughter are fine. But we see the two teachers pass out, and for whatever reason, the female <laughs> teacher passed out in the chair because, of course, she did. Well, of course. Um, of course, she did. She like even like had her hand up like over her forehead, like. Oh my lord! Uh, like that sort oh, of thing. Is she a southern belle now? <laughs> a little bit, but like very like nineteen sixties. Like oh, I I can't I can't handle this. I am sort of. Thing. I am woman. <laughs> I am woman. Please protect me, sort of thing. Um, <sighs> so we cut to a silhouette coming up over a a model of the TARDIS, and then we pretty much cut to the Doctor Who song and credits roll for the first episode. Hooray. For the first part of this four-part episode. So, yes. you got any tidbits for the first fucking part? So there is actually one incredibly... So, uh, November 23rd, 1963. Anything interesting around that date that you can remember? No. You sure? Uh, because, I don't... Because when it was the November 23rd, 1963 in the UK, it was, like, November 22nd in uh, the US. And something very important happened on that day. No was idea? It when Kennedy was shot? It was when Kennedy was shot. Kennedy was shot... Okay. And, uh, fun fact, it actually ruined the ratings for the first episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, because they were like, okay, we've got this new show, we're gonna, we're gonna show it off, it'll be great, kids will love it. Oh god, our time slot's been taken by the news because the president's been shot. Fuck. Oh no. So. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck in America. Sake. Fuck in America. So, yeah. God. It's, fun, that's the only way I actually remember the day that Kennedy was shot. Um. Uh, so, technically, Doctor Who has been around as long as Kennedy has been dead. Uh, <laughs> so, mm. do with that what you will. They actually have oh. a little callback to this sort of little so, information in the so first episode. Saying, yes. So, what you're saying is that it's been around longer than the Confederacy. Oh, way longer than the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a way to date this. That's a hell of a way to date this with that fucking meme. Um, they actually uh, have a little callback to this this uh, fact in the first episode of the new season with uh, Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper. Uh, with uh, I thought you were about to fucking say the like exploded half face was going to be the callback, and I was like, wow, <laughs> no. The fact that when when uh, Rose is talking to the the oh. crazy guy in the shed about the Doctor and is learning more about him, he actually says, "Here's a photo of him at Kennedy's assassination," and it's like a little a, a little Easter egg of sorts of like, "Hey, he actually technically was there at Kennedy's assassination because hey, that's when oh it all God. started." Um, yeah, 
but yeah, uh, anyway, keep going. Uh, so, first part mm-hmm. of the it, it's all done, we, we cut to a silhouette, now what? Okay, so credits roll and we're on to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we then, when we open up this next episode, it's the same shot, but then we cut to the face of what I consider to be Ringo Starr in fur, being yes. very confused. Well, it is the 60s, um, so he probably was. Oh, yes. no, he would have been in fur in the 70s. Well, he, like, even had, like, the same nose shape, and it was just like, okay, well, mm. Mm-hmm. So, it then flashbacks, which I didn't realize was a flashback until it flashed forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't make fire. His, er, no. Za can't make fire. And that's why Cal, Ringo Starr, is out looking for things. And Ka is like, wow, I don't know what to do. I'm rolling this bone in my hands and, like, nothing is working. And all these cavemen have violently British accents for no reason. Uh, he even, like, screams at the sticks to be, like, light on fire. And you find out that Cal, or Cal, is apparently going to be leader if he, if Za can't make fire for, or, and... Or his wife will also be given away. Yes, yes. We then flash forward to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to not ma- mix these two up because Cal and Zar are very. Are, they are very different. So different. Oh man, let me tell you about the how their hair is the same. Yes. Yes. And one wears spots, kind of, but you can barely see it. But they have very different ways of thinking how the tribe should be run. And honestly, this is where okay, the, gonna... the political struggle starts to begin. <sighs> okay, yeah, there's a lot of caveman politics. I hate that there's caveman <laughs> politics. <laughs> like, oh my god. So, we flash forward again to Cal, and he sees the doctor light a match to, I think, light his pipe? Or something? Yes, yeah, he was lighting a or pipe. Or just to light... Okay, so he lights his pipe, and he's like, Oh my god, this man can make fire with his fingertips! So he knocks him the fuck out, and... Um... Takes him to... Oh, no, 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 okay. There's one thing I want to mention before all this. Uh-huh. They are in the TARDIS, yes. and they're talking about the how the planet is okay and everything, and they go to the doors opening to be like hey look we actually traveled in time you're an asshole and just broke into my police box sort of thing yeah and the doors open and the outside that you see coming in mm-hmm. isn't the fucking police box right mm-hmm. but when they go out it's just a sharp cut and it's just the police box and i'm just like oh my god uh yeah <laughs> you got a problem with that i do because uh, that never uh, goes away. Uh, even, oh, good. Even in, like... How... It, my, it's one of my okay. favorite things that they ever do is... Because uh, uh, the, the box itself is an actual just a box that they will build uh, on set wherever uh-huh. they need it. This is still in the new series as well. Uh, 
So my, one of my favorite things is watching people come out of the box and trying to see how they mask that there's not a TARDIS behind the box. Like, trying to mask that it's not just an empty box. Sometimes they don't even care. Yeah. Like, you'll see people walk out and it's very clear there's nothing but empty box behind them, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I've talked about before, I've watched the 9th, 10th, 11th, and some of the 12th Doctor. Oh, no one should um, watch the 12th Doctor. Mm. And, and so for the most part, like, I'm very new series where you've watched all of it. Yeah. You own all of it. Well, as much as I can. We are actually going to have to skip a yes. few episodes because they're missing, which I'll get into. Good. But yeah, keep going. Zara and Cal, pol- politics. Um, so, well, well, no, I was going to say that my main idea of, like, how they hide the it not being the TARDIS is they just kind of barely open the door and peek out sort of thing. They're like, ooh, <laughs> what's this? And then they kind of squeeze out, close the door behind them, and walk off. And, like, that's kind of my entry to, this is not a box. Yes. <laughs> so, we cut back to Ringo Starr, um, knocking the hell out of the Doctor and taking him back. And... They eventually find his notes, and she's and Susan's like, "Oh my God, he definitely leaves his notes. They're too important." And she won't stop screaming. She literally is rolling in the dirt at one point, screaming. Like I, it's so much. Yes. And then they cut again. This this show has so many cuts. Oh, they cut again to a bunch of kids. Playing and pretending to kill a leopard, but in reality, the leopard is just a kid with a leopard skin over him that they're just beating the crap out of. Oh. Which is my favorite game as a kid. Yeah, it's my favorite game, too. I mean, Beat the hell out of the kid that that isn't cool enough to not be the leopard? (laughs) (laughs) It's 4am, babe. Trying to become a leopard. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so... We find out that apparently Orb comes down and teaches people fire. Just like you, GDQ, Orb comes you, down. And, did you ever and realize what fire. they mean by Orb, by the way? Yes, it's the sun. Okay, I'm glad you realized. <laughs> yes, I realized what it was. I, just, I, just, I just had to make sure. Uh, and they put the doctor down and they're like, huh, that's weird. He has shiny shoes and tweed pants, but like, this is fine. Um, I mentioned that Ringo Starr needed a better haircut, and there's more cavemen politics at this point, because apparently Cal is very not scared about everything, pretty much. And then they grunt at each other at annoyances and somehow understand English fine, and it's apparently Zah versus Cal, Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth, and it's this power struggle for who's going to be leader because whoever makes fire is leader. As um, is currently true. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the doctor is awake, but like isn't saying anything. He's just kind of there. And he literally throws out all his politics to try and survive by giving them some matches. Because he talks originally about how, like, no, we can't give a caveman fire, we can't tamper with 
these these children that don't understand what if Napoleon Bonaparte had airplanes like that's just not okay. But he was just like, "Now nah, I'll make you fire, like just let me go." Yeah, and I don't instantly. Yeah. Like I don't really get it, but it's fine. Um but he apparently lost all his matches, so Zaw's like, "Nah, you lied." Like you don't make fire from your team fingertips. And he's like, fire, no fire. Yes, fire, no fire. And then Susan comes in, like, screeching and jumps Cal to save her grandfather because he pretty much pulls a knife, quote unquote, (laughs) on him. It's a rock. He pulls a knife on him and he's like, if you don't make fire, I'm going to, like, stab you. Like, come on. Stab me. And then more caveman politics, such power struggle. You know, we keep going. And the female teacher and the daughter are taken into the Cave of Skulls. Cave Skulls. And then Cal... Go ahead. Why is it called the Cave of Skulls? Hmm. Why, I wonder. Oh, I'm asking you. It's full of skulls. Oh, It's literally their graveyard. That makes sense. Is it a graveyard? I guess it is kind of a graveyard. It's either a graveyard or where, like, they're like, these people died, we'll just keep them here. Whatever. <laughs> it's um, the museum. Mm-hmm. And then, I said that there were a lot of skulls in this cave for no real reason, honestly, and that the female teacher keeps coughing, and she did not stop, like, coughing throughout this entire scene, and That's- it was getting really annoying. Um, They then cut... The doctor then points out, look, there's some skulls over there, and they've been split open, and you hang on the skulls and credits roll again. Yeah, I mean, split open skulls, that means they're gonna get split open themselves. Oh! Oh no! So, our, our, our heroes are trapped in the Cave of Skulls, what happens next? Oh, is there nothing interesting about the Cave of Skulls? But do you want me to give you something interesting with every single part? Because there isn't. It, yeah, sure. This is a very long show. There's there is not very much interesting to behind the scenes. Oh, or are you saying Doctor Who is not interesting? That is not what I said. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we, we... go ahead. Uh it, it, oh god, uh, I have something very unpleasant to tell you. Uh, the bones in the Cave of Skulls were real bones taken from an abattoir oh. and apparently smelt very bad under the hot studio lights. Oh, what? why? Yeah, you know, why? authenticity. Why? Okay, so I take back what I say about what's-her-face coughing so much. That's probably why she was coughing, to be honest. That's probably why. Because uh, when you're just thrown into, like, this cave full of actual human skulls, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that means they... Oh! Ooh. Yes, it does. The, the, the scene... Oh, okay. So, ooh. Alright. Yes. So, yeah. so, there's been this old woman that's like, don't make fire. Fire will kill us all. Like, just don't do it. Like, don't... Like, don't. It's not a good idea. Yeah, fine. And everyone is sleeping in this big old pile, like, literally 
this is supposedly how cavemen slept. Just like one on top of another, leg on top of a leg. You know, like puppies, but also even less situated and comfortable. Uh, So, old lady gets up. Her hair is immaculate somehow. And she takes Zaz Flintrock, his knife, uh, and then we cut to the doctor and no one can stop coughing again. And they keep trying to find rocks and bones and things to cut the rope. And, like, they talk about how there's air coming in. It's hitting their faces somehow. Um, and that they need to get out. And they yes. need to escape. Because they just want to leave. Like, the entire episode, they just want to leave. That's all that there is. I mean, if you were stuck uh, in the Cave of Skulls, wouldn't you want to just leave? I mean, yeah, but, like, with, with what I'm used to in most Doctor Who episodes, like, there's some big thing that they need to fix. Sort of thing. Like, there's something that there's, like, no, we need to stay and fix this. I... Sort of thing. Okay, that's one thing you're gonna need to learn about the very, very early episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, Sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of these episodes are just, we've arrived at this place, let's explore. Oh no, we, we, we've we been captured, we need to get out of here. Okay. That sort of thing. That's <laughs> very common. Um, the doctor talks to the female teacher and is like, just remember how we got here, so you calm the hell down. Because she's like, wow, you care about this. It's like, no, like, we just need to leave, and you need to be calm, sort of thing. <laughs> uh, the, the doctor also tells her to, like, be hopeful for no real reason. Like, there's a difference, in my opinion, from being hopeful and just being, like, being aware, I guess, in this situation. Don't be hopeful. Yeah. But I, I guess it's situational. Um, the Zaz wife, which I found out later, uh, much later, her name is Her. Her. It, it like, H-E-R. Her. No, it's actually H-U-R, I believe. Is it? I, I, okay. I'll, I'll double well, check for you. It's still Her, and I hate that so much. Yes, it's so, H-U-R. So, Okay, Za and her wake up, and they're like, that old lady's, like, gonna let them go. Like, you gotta stop them. Because if she lets them go, you're not gonna learn to make fire and then cal and politics. So, they, Za pushes the old lady to the ground very non-aggressively, and she's just laying there groaning like she just got, like, her ass, like, beat. And everyone's, like, escaped and run off into the woods through a hole in the rock or something. The, 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 whatever the escape was. And so they chase after them. They realize that they're being followed by Za and her. So they hide, I believe. And they only find this out because the old, the female teacher tripped for the second time. And landed face first in front of a boar that was freshly killed by some animal. Mm -hmm. This is what they said, not me. Freshly killed by some animal that was larger than it. And she's just like, 
beside herself. Like, very 1960s sexism. <laughs> like, oh my god. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's a mouse! Sort of thing. Yes. Um, and then they hide from the caveman, and there is danger. And Zog gets attacked by said animal, because, of course. And both women, uh, Susan and the teacher, go after him, and they're like, we can help you. Like, there's not even, like, gashes in his chest. There's just, like, some paint, but it's fine. Um, Honestly, as a caveman, he's bleeding out in any... F- okay, as a caveman, to be fair, any injury can kill you. But that's beside the point. True. Um, Ian then talks about how they're acting like cats and dogs, and the female teacher is like, they're humans, and you need to treat them like such. And just like, where did that come from? He was making a metaphor, but okay. And then they decide to make a stretcher to save Zob because they want to help him. And they start taking him back to the TARDIS because that's the only option they have. And then the female teacher does the talk slower and louder thing for no reason. <laughs> she really does. When she literally... When she just before was like, they're human beings and you need to treat them like such. Sort of thing. I'm just like, why? Well, okay, remember, uh, okay, this is, this is where we, uh, I know, she 60s. calls them, well, 60s and she calls them savages. Yes. It's like, it's like, borderline, like, you guys are lucky that this is set in caveman times because... I can tell you right now, if this was not set in caveman times and set in a different time period, you would have had the exact same tone of voice. Oh, yeah. And there don't is. worry, there's uh, plenty Ooh. of uh, 60s racism coming up. Oh, good. I cannot wait. Yeah, no. Anyway, keep going. And then Ian and the Doctor uh get into a fight because the doctor like picks up a rocket and he was like you're trying to kill him and he's like no like i was trying to get him to draw a map to the tardis like what do you want from me i i will say and when he does that he looks very suspicious <laughs> oh yeah no he does but it's just like a fight for no it's trying to be an allusion to Cal and Zah throughout this entire thing that they start fighting and bickering just like Cal and Zah do and it's just like that wasn't really needed but alright but I guess you're also sort of framing like how they're going to be reacting to each other for the rest of the season so I, I mean it, it makes sense that's fair yeah so they they get to the TARDIS or, no. Do they? Cal frames Zah for murder. Because he fucking offs the old lady. Yep. Like, I thought Zah off the old lady? No, he just, like, kind of aggressively pushed her and she, like, broke her hip, maybe? Um, Cal literally, like, murders her with a rock slash knife. And blames it on Za and there he goes, No, I saw them do this and and Za killed the old lady and then ran off with them because he wants to make fire and the old lady didn't want fire and this is how things are. Yes. And they're like, we totally believe that because you say that you see things in your head and we see those things too. 
their dreams. We see those things too, so we totally believe you. Yes. And so we then cut back to everyone carrying Za to the TARDIS, and like two or three cavemen like stand up with spears. They're like, "Hey, we got here first. and we roll the credits again for the third, fourth, third, third, third episode. episode. And uh, I, yeah. yeah, okay, I will, I will. In between each one, I may as well try and give you some sort of uh, tidbit here and there. So, uh, you know the the forestry and tropical plants that were uh, throughout this episode where they are. Uh, yes, around? and the T Rex elephants. T T Rex elephants. Um. So, fun fact: uh, when they were uh, getting the plants and everything, someone accidentally brought a lizard on set with it because it came with the plants somehow, uh, and the actress who played Susan. Uh, basically just took the lizard and kept it as a pet after that. Just like, you know mm-hmm. what? This is mine now. <laughs> I'm going to take this. Yeah. This is mine. That was way more wholesome than I thought it was going to be. I thought you were going to be like, there was a whole issue with, like, custom. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not everything well, okay. is terrible about Doctor Who. No, I'm just saying, like... I can imagine that being a thing where they find this lizard, but it's actually, like, an endangered species they didn't realize. And so, like, there's this whole issue, and they, like, have to send it back, and there was, like, a legal thing. (laughs) So, another thing is, so, in that moment where the Doctor picks up the stone, uh, he's uh, very much preparing to murder the caveman, but... This is kind of... Uh, they've tried to explain this a few times. Uh, one account from a, 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 uh, an audiobook made in, like, the 90s was that uh, after losing all his memories during an, accident, an incident with uh, a, a mortal enemy, the Eighth Doctor visits the First Doctor to regain some of his past memories. Uh, his presence was stated as being the reason behind uh, the Doctor's change of heart in why he didn't kill the caveman. Uh, another... Uh, is that he basically just says, actually, it was Ian who convinced me not to kill the caveman. So he really was uh-huh. out going, going to kill that caveman, which... Oh, no, I don't doubt it. But yeah. the, the the dichotomy of like having them have to argue with each other in so straightforward a way is a lot to deal with. Yes. But yeah, anyway, fourth episode, final episode. Firemaker. Firemaker. The Firemaker. Oh. Um, I'd like to point out that this is the point where I said that it still looks like Dr. Oho or Dr. Ohio. Yeah, the in intro the does kind of look a little bit like... Because it fades in. Yeah. And and the, doc, the, the who part of it is flipped, of course, because they want to be snazzy. But because it's flipped, you only really see the shape of the O... And then the H, and then the O, so it's Oho, or Dr. Ohio, and it's just, like, hilarious to me. Uh, so, they we open up to the title of Firemaker, and we are sitting on this image of a caveman, like, gently kind of twitching his eyes, squinting, going, They're coming! And Cal gets upset. That a woman is speaking for Zah because Zah is incapacitated? Why would he be able to speak anyway? But, like, whatever. 
And then they accuse him again for murdering the old woman. And Cal picks up the knife and pretty much goes, this is the knife that they did this with. And the doctor's like, hey, there's no blood on that knife. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know what that means. And the doctor's like, wow, actually, this is such a good knife. Like, look at this knife. Like, there is no better knife. And Za, or Cal, being the idiot he is, goes, no, my knife is better. Pulls out his knife and it's covered in blood. Because of course it is. Oh, why would it be covered um, in blood? Because he murdered the old lady. I, I already said that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, I didn't know that he killed her. I... I, really? Are you <laughs> sure about that? Because it was pretty obvious when Damn. he lifts up the rock and then moments later goes, Hey, Za killed the old lady. That's fair. That's fair. I guess. I guess. Maybe so, I, just, I was just not good at comprehension. It's okay. Most of America isn't. <laughs> so, like, so I'm saying I, 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 I understand Burn? and I'm empathizing. <laughs> yes. Um. So there's some very aggressive grunting, and then for some reason, Ian's like, "Drive him out." And the doctor throws a rock and is like, follow my lead, drive him out. And everyone understands what drive him out means for some reason. Uh-huh. Right? So they all chase Cal off and he runs off into the fucking forest. Uh, they put them back in the ska- cave of skulls for really no reason. They could have just had them in the other cave with them. But no, they keep them in the cave of skulls. Mm-hmm. And now knowing that those were real schools, I can't imagine having to film in there multiple times and probably having to do multiple takes. Like, oh my lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Zaz like, hey, I'm gonna learn fire from the orb still. It's fine. If they come out, kill them. You know, it's fine. It's fine. And then we see Cal just, like, looking through the trees like, huh. I'm going to make a plan, and I'm going to do a thing. Oh, sort of thing. Um, the lady teacher is now coughing again at the sight of skulls and getting upset. TM, 1960s women, but I kind of understand now. <laughs> Except the fact that she, how much upset she was getting. She was like, un... What's the word? Unconsolable. In- inconsolable, um, yeah. Inconsolable. Za asks her what was ap- happening in the forest, and her is like, they came from the mountains, and this one guy is named Friend, and they get down from the rock to move, like, one foot away to keep talking, and I don't know why they needed that camera change. Well, because if, it the was camera, so if, weird. if people move and the camera changes, then it, it cha- it, people look at that and go, oh, okay, so it's not just, not just a standard shot anymore. Now it's like, it's no they longer can, a standard dialogue can... scene. But they can, like, change the shot without them moving two feet. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's just exciting. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, so, Ian decides to make a campfire, just because, whatever. And for the longest time, you and I thought the sticks weren't even touching, that he was, like, trying to rub together. Yeah. And I realized he actually made, like, a jig. And what that basically means is you have one vertical stick, 
and one horizontal stick. And the horizontal stick has a piece of string from end to end. And that is what spins the stick so fast that it creates enough friction to make fire. That's what he was doing. Fucking I didn't wild see wild. the string either. Well, but, it's hard yeah. to see it, considering the quality is not the best. It's also in black and white, and it's not well lit, to be, be fair, in the Cave of Skulls. We're, we're gonna be in black and white until the 70s, by the way. <laughs> I know we are. So anyway, um, keep going. Za comes in and he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, we're making fire. And this is kind of about the time that I realized Zah's wife was named her. It took me that long. Yeah. Um, and the elders think that the, the, other, the group and the companions and stuff are from Orb. Orb. So they're from Sun. Orb. They're from GDQ. Orb. Um, and they're like, they're never going to show us how to make fire. Like, we should just kill them and sacrifice them and then we'll get fire. Uh-huh. And then we cut back to them in the cave, and they make fire, and Zelda's was like, yo! Like, that's so cool! Teach me how to do that! And they're like, yeah, this is how we did it. Um, and for some reason, the group thinks that Zaw's being a traitor again, for some reason. Honestly, they're just all crazy. And Ringo Starr is back, of course. Of course. He strangles the guard that is basically outside of the Cave of Skulls to make sure no one leaves. And Cal, like, sees him coming, and he's like, what? And their fight is, quote-unquote, great. They're smashing Uh, a bunch of skulls in the cave. I saw a butt crack at one point, and then in the next shot, they had shorts on. They obviously hired stunt doubles to roll around in some dirt. Like, it it was a lot. Um, and then they start wrestling, and there's, like, flashing lights and a bunch of close-ups of the companions, like, making various faces for no real reason other um, than drama. They're reacting, dear. Uh-huh. Uh, on YouTube, React? Yes, they're a YouTube React channel now. Hmm. Don't tell the Zucker Brothers. Um, the Zucker the- Brothers?! <laughs> The Zuckerbergs. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I wrong brothers. Yeah, I, I realized that very quickly. You mean the Fine Brothers? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think they're making a parody. <laughs> Fun. Anyway, who so, wins the fight in the Battle of the Mines, Zar or Cal? Zar crushes Cal's skull with a rock. And then there's a bunch of groaning, and then all the people from the cave come in, and they're like, it's morning, orb is high, what are you doing? And Ian literally, like, wants to walk out with Zah to be like, hey, like, we made fire, like, here you go. And the doctor's like, what are you doing? And then, like, Ian and the doctor are, like, arguing again? For whatever reason, like, he literally, two scenes before, was talking about how the most important person in their tribe doesn't make fire. Like, the fire maker is not the most important person. And how Ian literally went, the doctor's our leader. Like, he is our leader. Like, pay attention. And then seconds later, he's, like, questioning 
his authority again for some reason. And I don't... It's just a complete 180, and it's just like, okay, sure, whatever. And so they pretty much... I assumed at this point that everyone was going to burn to death or suffocate or something because foreshadowing. That never happens. No, no. Um, Zob wants them to stay in the cave and join tribes. Because he honestly doesn't know any better. And he's a caveman. You know, he's stupid. He's not going to know any better. They just want to leave. They're like, no, we brought you water. We brought you meat. I killed the deer. Look at me. I'm literally wearing it. Like, yeah. it's it's very obvious I'm going to take care of you. And I'm going to, like, totally, like, fuck all your women. And we're going to join tribes. Like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And <laughs> so they're like, okay, well, what are we going to do to get out of here? So they take some torches and then put the skulls on top of the torches so that fire is coming out the eyeball holes. And this makes me worry that they did this with real human skulls. It's fine. And I'm... Mm, Okay. Um, And then they stick the sticks, like the torches, into the ground, pretend to be dead... All the cave people come in, and they're like, Oh my god, what is that? That's so scary! I don't understand what that is! And they all just leave. Like, while everyone's being distracted. Yep. Um, they get annoyed, because they're like, It's just fire, like, why were we so scared? Like, I don't understand, sort of thing. And it's just like, You really wouldn't have clicked that fast for a bunch of cavemen, but, you know, I'll I'll leave it to these brave cavemen. It's the end of the story. It's the end of the story. Yeah, it's fine. They're gonna wrap it up. Um, so, they start running after the companions and the doctor, because they're like, it's night outside, but we have fire, so night- fire makes it day. And they all start running, and the lady teacher falls for, like, the fifth time, and is screaming, like, I don't understand. Why she needs to fall and scream so much, and you made point that she might have been in heels, but yeah. I don't know. It, I can't remember. 1960s sexism, TM. They do this really great shot, I say great very loosely, of them literally on treadmills running with, like, sticks and stuff that people are very obviously, like, throwing at them from off-camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh my god, like, I understand having trouble making a running scene when you don't have a whole lot of, like, area or, like, a dolly to, like, move your camera. But, oh my god, the the throwing of sticks was a lot. Uh, So they make it onto the TARDIS. Everyone runs inside and they smack some buttons and the noises go whoosh whoosh and away they go. And the cavemen throw a spear and it goes through the TARDIS as it goes away. And they're like, I don't understand. I have a smooth peanut brain sort of thing. And they get all freaked out that the TARDIS is like gone. Um, And the doctor gets upset because they couldn't figure out where they were in enough time to coordinate a way to get back to their time period so that they could drop off maybe the two teachers to get rid of them. Well, I mean, he literally flat out says that he doesn't know how to control the machine. (laughs) Yes. Um, He says he doesn't know how to control it in the regard of 
he can't exactly give it an exact time or something it it has to do like with when they got there and when they take off and just all this stuff yes um and then they land and they take a video image of the world outside and i called it the land of trees with rubber tubing glued to them because that's literally what it looked like that's nice um I, there were many other things I could have called it, and that was probably the safest. Um, <laughs> the radi- they ask Susan what the radiation level is. She's like, oh, it's normal. We should go get cleaned up, and then we'll go outside, and we'll figure out where we are and go home. So they all leave, and then we punch in on the radiation level, and you see the needle slowly going up towards the danger area. <gasps> and then there's a light flashing. And then they're obviously not going to see that flashing, very bright light when they walk on to see next episode. And credits <gasps> roll, the Doctor Who theme plays. And honestly, throughout this whole episode, special thanks to Horg and Cal. Thanks, special thanks to, to Horg and Cal. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, real quick, uh, little, little something important I've just discovered. Uh, one of the actresses that was hired to play a cavewoman during all of this, uh, she completely misunderstood mm-hmm. her part. She thought she was going to be modelling furs for Dr. No, which was uh, released the year prior, uh, rather than wearing mm-hmm. rags. When she learned she was having to get her teeth blackened up, uh, she stormed off the set uh-huh. and never returned. Oh, I was going to say, there were like three or four women that I saw... That were just like really not into being a caveman in the background. Yeah. For whatever reason, they were just like, uh, like just like barely like talking or anything. So, so what do you what do you think of the the first first episode in that regard <sighs> compared to what I know or on of its just own merit of its own merit? Just forgetting what you know because what you know is completely different to any of this. Yeah. Um. I. Th- I think it felt very heavy fisted oh, in some regards. <laughs> in some oh. regards, like how Ian and the Doctor had to fight to, like, very obviously have to fight. We're gonna have um, so much fun with this. Yeah, very. Like they had to make their fight very out in the open to be obvious, is what I'm saying. That's and, true. Just, like, little things like that kind of bothered me. But, I mean, honestly, on its own, it wasn't that bad. I could see this being a crappy movie on the Sci-Fi channel uh, for an hour and a half, two hours. Ouch, but okay. Um, so, how are you... I'm saying, like, you... like, the plot. I could see that plot line. That's fair being... enough. Uh, how would you feel if I told you uh, that they did actually adapt Doctor Who into a movie... That was like a 60s B-movie called uh, that. I actually, I haven't seen in a long time. It actually stars Peter Cushing as the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is very 60s B-movie. I don't know how I would feel about that. And I would say maybe let's think about that later when... Okay, in that case, we keep doing this. How do you feel then about the fact that the next episode is broken up into seven parts? 
Why? This one was broken up into four. Why are they broken? Okay, why are they broken up into parts, though? I... I have no idea. Were they, like, episodes? They are... Okay, so here's the thing. So they were individual episodes of, like... Uh, that's why they all have different names, because they're all different episodes, but then they sort of realized over time that it's like, we're really just writing uh, a story arc over a certain amount of episodes, and they abandon it, and they're like, okay, uh, the episode's called this, this is episode one, here's episode two, here's episode three. They stop calling them, like, individual episodes. Um, mm -hmm. But for the first and second, and a little bit of the third Doctor, and even actually the fourth Doctor, uh, uh, episodes quantity varies uh, wildly from like uh, two episodes to four episodes to seven episodes to the longest one being 12 episodes but we're not going to watch that Aww. one because it's completely missing unfortunately which is really unfortunate because it's a really good episode um i mean we could always find it on uh totally legal means no no when i say it's missing okay so i'm gonna have to explain this uh okay so the bbc had archived their episodes and two things have caused episodes to be lost over time one being was one uh, a fire one was a fire <laughs> That made them okay. lose some. That's usually, that's usually how episodes are lost. And the other uh, was uh, they just simply got rid of them. Uh, the, mm. Some TV shows they just didn't think were worth keeping, so they just got rid of them to clear space. Uh, over the years, uh, people have found these episodes that have been lost through uh, other countries when they've been sent, like, reels of the episode. They've been able to get them and uh, turn them, and it's always a great... Great cheers and success and parties whenever it happens because everyone's excited. Uh, but uh, a lot of these episodes, they've resigned to just, okay, a few episodes have survived within the arc. Like, maybe out of seven, two have survived. So they've, like, they've started animating the rest of them. Uh, and it's not, like, mm -hmm. lively animation, but it's, like, enough animation to really give you something visual to look at. Whereas the alternative for many years, which I've dealt with for quite a number of episodes in the, the quote-unquote fan community, is uh, take promotional images and uh, snaps of televisions from the time uh, and basically oh. try and uh, extrapolate as together. much as you can. Uh, it, you're not going to see any movement, but you're going to see still images and you can try and work out what's going on through there. Uh, for a lot of episodes, you can kind of do that. A lot of episodes, it's not worth doing that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's... Uh, let me just say, there's uh, a lot of episodes that I'm glad they've animated instead. Uh, but Doctor Who initially was... Uh, the next episode is the most important episode in Doctor Who history, because initially the series was meant to be uh, about an old man traveling through time, and it'll be about teaching kids history. They'll like uh, sci science fiction, but they don't want sci-fi monsters. They don't want monsters. They want history. Like teach about the, the Inquisition and all that, and the French Revolution and all that. Uh, the second episode mm -hmm. is about a sci-fi monster, uh, and initially oh. the BBC, uh, the showrunner, uh, not the showrunner, the, the controller at the BBC did not want to run the story 
Uh, but they ended up just saying, fine, whatever, run your fucking sci-fi monster story, but after this we want our uh, historical stories that we've asked for. Um, what happened was that the sci-fi monster story was so popular, it started a craze that rivaled Beatlemania. Um, oh. And they went, oh, okay, we have something on our hands here. Uh so th that's why the next episode is uh as as seven parts sounds daunting it's actually a kind a fairly interesting story in my opinion like things actually happen uh where as opposed unlike to unlike caveman politics unlike caveman politics but and some later multi-part stories where nothing really happens uh but it, it's interesting to look at things happen they're cool uh, monsters and uh, it, it's where it's where things really start to kick off and this becomes an actual thing um, mm -hmm. but you're gonna hear a lot of screaming so get used to that yeah I mean I figured also the only reason that I was gonna just go straight out on the limb and be like was there a fire is just because like old film for for the little wee babies that don't know old film like old 8mm film was so flammable. Like, the chemicals used to process it and just the film itself was so flammable. Yeah. So, here's more accurate sort of numbers. Uh, so, many portions of the show are no longer held by the BBC. Between 1967 and 1978, the BBC routinely deleted archive programs for various practical reasons, lack of space, scarcity of materials, lack of re-broadcasting rights. As a result, 97 of 253 episodes of the program's first six years are currently missing, primarily from season three to five, leaving 26 serials incomplete. Uh, it's not unique in its loss, but um, it's survived through home... Uh, it's it's honestly survived through people recording it at home and taking telesnaps and audio clips and recording the audio at home. It's actually quite interesting, yeah. like the the lengths people have gone to to try and recreate these. Uh, and there's there's been bounties, like people have put bounties on finding like uh, reels, uh, studio reels of these episodes that the international studios might have. Like I think the last one was found in Uganda. Uh, and they they uh, remastered it and everything, and it was uh, uh it was great. It was uh, it was a perfect intact, and all six episodes have been completely lost. But they had found it and uh, been able to get all six completely fine, as if it wasn't lost at all. So it's like maybe one day they'll come back, but probably fucking not. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe they'll find another one in Uganda. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, they find some all over the fucking place. Uh, so the first one that we're going to come up to that we're going to skip because the episodes are missing is actually the fourth episode, and it's about Marco Polo. Oh. So unfortunately, we're going to miss a lot of racism. Um, oh, and I know oh because no. I've I know because I've actually watched that episode. Um, oh, don't. Uh, but it's all right. They, it's all right. The, the next episode that's missing episodes is The Reign of Terror, which is about the French Revolution. And that episode is interesting mm -hmm. enough that they have animated the missing episodes. So we'll, we'll get to watch that one. <laughs> Ooh. Classism. Hell yeah. But classism. Kind of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
So, okay. Um, how do how do we want to end this? Well, you said you wanted me to rate these, but I don't even know what well, I would rate them I, on I, a scale. Of... Well, I maybe maybe you don't really like have a frame a... of reference. Well, what if I just said like one being I would never want to watch this again, and I'm angry that you made me watch it, and ten being like I want to watch this again like right now. Well, I feel like for you, I don't think there's any episodes that you would want to like watch again right now. Because be honest, is there actually? Like, think, even in, like, the uh, new ones. I mean... Okay, Rose let's make it... And, okay. and David Tennant stuff? Okay, I mean, we'll get to that, like, years down the line. Also... I guess I maybe, say... yeah. One, one, being, one being you never want to see it again, and you hate me for making you watch it. And ten being... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you... You would probably watch it again in your own time. I wouldn't say, like, you loved it, because I highly doubt yeah. that... There's any episode that I was you gonna love, say because like, like you'd be happy most to the watch episodes it again. with like, yeah, like most of the episodes with like Donna later on or like up uh, there on like tens for me. I sh- you know what I I forgot how I should really recommend some some of the audio adventures to you because they Donna's a part of them and they're really good. Anyway, so what would you say? What would you give this? Spoilers: one? Donna's my favorite companion. Um, maybe like a. F- Four, I think, just because four or five, just because like caveman politics are so hard to watch. Oh, really? I like, thought it was the most interesting part of it. Oh my god! Like <laughs> when they actually were like running from things, and they like went out into the forest, and they were like being chased by an animal. I'm like, cool. There's gonna be like dinosaurs and stuff, maybe, and there weren't. And I was just like, all right, this is all just caveman politics. Got it. <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. Um, it's like so, maybe like four or five. Four or five. Uh, four it's not or the five worst thing I've ever seen, but like maybe I I don't really want to watch. <laughs> so more of a four then. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, uh, so that's a four for the first episode in Unearthly Child. The next episode is the the Daleks. So oh. that one, I think you'll have a little bit of a higher opinion on because it's got, uh, it's a, a much more interesting. There's no caveman politics. Uh, there's sp- space aliens and and, and uh, caves and well, there's caves in this one as well. Oh, caves! Um, uh, oh, more caves! And, I can't wait. And and all sorts of lovely, lovely things. Uh, so oh. I guess we'll we'll get to that next time. Um. In that case, how do we want to end this thing? <laughs> Just... I I honestly have no idea. I don't fucking know either. I'm I'm not trying to be professional here. I'm just trying to get this, I'm trying to do it because I've been wanting to do it. Um, you, I'm here because you wanted me to be here at this point, and you're my friend, and so I said okay. <laughs> you're you're allowing me to torture you. <laughs> yeah. I I guess like, yeah. I guess the only thing I can say is like, uh, I'm sorry, dear. Uh, and I guess uh, anyone can. Where can anyone find you if anyone's listening to this to say sorry at, to you? At any social media and/or Patreon.com and Twitch.tv using the name Miss Deerface because I use the same name everywhere. Wow! Look at that and synergy. Also, also please 
use my sh- my code for Raid Shadow Legends of <laughs> Jesus up. Christ, please pay me. <laughs> Shut up. We're sponsored by Sushi. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, fair. Yeah, so please, if you're listening, follow Dear if you're not already, because I'm torturing her with this and she's being very nice mm-hmm. and letting me do it. Hey, maybe I'll get... See, my goal with all of this is A, to force you to watch it, B, hopefully introduce other people to it, and C, hopefully change your opinion on this, because I remember when I first told you about, like, Doctor Who, like, classic Doctor Who, you were like, yeah, I don't fucking care about that. But I want to change (laughs) your opinion to be like, you know what? Some of it is interesting, and some of it I would put on in the background while I work. We... We have to clarify, a lot of it is just that I have trouble watching older TV in general. My parents always tried to get me to watch things like I Love Lucy and The Andy Griffith Show and things like that. Yeah, but those are and fucking boring. it was just boring. so hard. You're not wrong, but that's not the point. The, <laughs> it, it just was so hard for me to watch because it was just so extremely dated and I just... I don't know. It's just very hard for me to get hooked, and I'm already not a sci-fi person. I'm a science fantasy person. Exactly. Whereas, like, the so, thing, most of the charm for for classic Doctor Who, in my opinion, is that it is incredibly dated and it is incredibly cheesy. Especially mm-hmm. the more we go along, because it's like there's the early '60s cheese, and then we get to the '70s cheese. And then we get to the 80s cheese, where it's like, they have absolutely no budget at all, and the oh BBC God. is, like, looking at them going, hey, why isn't this okay. show doing well? Give us give us good shows. Look at the America, they've got Star okay. Trek The Next Generation. I need you to clarify something for me. Yes. A few days ago, you posted something on Twitter, <laughs> which was an uh, image of a man pointing a small laser pointer... That made noise at a phone, and then the doctor on the other end of the phone was getting wrapped up in string that was shooting out of the phone. Uh, I will clarify this for you. Uh, That episode is The Mind of Evil from 1970... uh, Not The Mind of Evil, sorry. uh, Terror of the Autons from 1971. Uh, It is the series intro. It introduced the Master, who is uh, one of the Doctor's uh, enemies. Uh, And uh, that was the phone cord. Uh, that wasn't string coming out of the phone. That was the phone cord. Uh, it had been set oh. up earlier in that episode that someone had come in and installed a an extra long phone cord, uh, and uh, he was mm-hmm. yes that he was being strangled by the phone cord. Okay, it is, so that was that was in the seventies with no budget. Got it. No, the seventies is when they had budget. Uh, they had a bit of budget. Oh. Oh, I'm not looking forward to not budget then. That's like early, that's like early 70s where they didn't really have much of a budget. Later 70s is where they get a budget and that's when it gets really good. That's when you get, that's when uh, a lot of people's uh, most favourite era of classic Doctor Who is. uh, Because you've got Mm -hmm. like, uh, Douglas Adams was a script editor and he wrote scripts and it's all great shit going on there. There's specifically one amazing episode that's actually still great. Uh, there's uh, an episode about... Uh, <laughs> an episode called The Talons of, of Wang Chiang, which uh, is a fan favourite, but um, has a lot of problems with yellow face. Um, we'll get to oh, that, good. don't worry. Uh, and... Tom Baker himself and all sorts of like amazing reincorporation of props and stuff and uh, 
And then it gets to the 80s, and their budget has been absolutely slashed. <laughs> and it is great. It, it's, it's so... Like, uh, when they've released the DVDs uh, for some of the episodes, they've like, hey, we've updated it with CGI, and you can, like, we've changed it so it's no longer puppets, it's CGI. And it's like, no, no. The CGI looks bad. It's not great CGI, but, like, it looks better with the puppet, because the puppet's so fucking bad. <laughs> Oh, good. There's some great shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll convene uh, next time, yeah. be it a week, a month, a fortnight, Just... whenever, and do this again. Yeah.